Hey friends, it's Bill. And Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. My name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are A, a Couple, couple of, of Park Hoppers. This week, we discuss the news from all of the major Orlando theme parks. New coasters, holiday offerings, and even a returning event you don't want to miss. All that and more, up next. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. Go surfing now, everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Come on a safari with me. Early in the morning we'll be starting now. I did not expect to be so excited about this announcement that SeaWorld made today. Oh my gosh, I had no idea what was coming. We had heard a while ago that something was coming, and it was a I wanna say high tide warning was the the verbiage used, yes, or high seas, or something like that. A high surf, high surf warning. They had a little bit of a. Uh, it was a teaser. A teaser, and we also, because of technology, were able to learn about things such as different. Um, would you say like permits and different? Um, right. What yeah. are they called? Like the when they put in per- and patents they, and permits yeah, and all like that kind of stuff. Like the details about the ride before we get the details about the ride. Yeah. That are more like the less fun uh, mechanical engineering things. But we get to learn about them sometimes because of technology and things like Twitter and Facebook. And then from there, uh, we can kind of piece together what we're looking at. Yep, exactly. Now, what exactly did SeaWorld, and when we say SeaWorld, we're talking about SeaWorld Orlando, which is about, I'd say, less than 10 minutes from us. Yeah, so very, very exciting announcement today from SeaWorld Orlando. They announced Pipeline, the surf coaster, launching in 2023, a first-of-its-kind surf coaster. Feel the awesome power of the ocean in a whole new way on Pipeline the first-of-its-kind surf coaster. As soon as you're in position, you'll know something's different. Experience the rush of launching 110 feet up and sensing every bank and curve as though you're really riding the waves. Thanks to an inventive harness or inventive harness that keeps you secure while giving you unparalleled freedom of movement. The 7th edition to the coaster capital of Orlando leaves nothing but amazement in its wake. Are you ready to get on board? Now, have you seen the video? I have seen the video. Have you seen the video? I don't no. think you have. <laughs> so we're going to show you the video right now. Check out the teaser from SeaWorld Orlando right now. To be able to see the video, we're talking about subscribe at patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> dude, totally tubular, man. Now, Cannot wait to get on that ride in spring 2023, bro. Now, if you um, are listening to our show um, and you are not part of our Patreon yet, you're not a patron, Uh, what we were able to do was 
Uh, we are actually showing all of these things in the behind the scenes in our studio today. So they actually got to watch the video yeah. live if, with us. And if you're listening on audio, you missed it. Yes. So join patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. I almost wanted to say new agents, <laughs> but whoa. <laughs> patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Join for as little as $3 today. That's less than a cup of Starbucks coffee per month. And you can support our venture. We'd greatly appreciate that. But yes, um, if you're listening to the audio version, you did not get to see that really cool video and our reaction to it. Now, what were the, I mean, we didn't react too much because- We're reacting right now. Earlier, we were like, whoa. So a couple, uh, what are your first takeaways? Because my first, the first couple things I noticed are first off, it goes, what, 110 feet? 110 feet, which in comparison, Velocicoaster, the top hat on Velocicoaster is 151 feet. Okay. So you're going about 40 feet shorter than the tallest part of Velocicoaster. So it's not super high. So if you're really intimidated by heights, which I am, and this coaster being the way it is that we'll talk about in a second, I was a little bit worried about how high it was. Yeah. But considering that it's about 40 feet or four stories less than Velocicoaster, I think I won't have a problem getting on this. Yeah. So it was 110 feet and then yep. it went up to 60 miles per yeah, hour. Yeah, which is really fast. That's about as fast as rock and roller coaster. So that's that's quick. It is launching in 2023 and that sounds far away, but we're almost at the end of October. So I mean, we're less than what? Less than 90 days from 2023? Yeah. You know what's wild about that too? Is what? because they la they're launching in spring of 2023. You know what else is launching in spring in 2023? Tron? Tron. Do you know when <laughs> Tron was announced? Before we moved here? <laughs> long, long time ago. I it's been can't a while. remember when it was announced, but it was like 2017. It was um, a while. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so yeah, congratulations to SeaWorld. But the one thing that I you didn't mention... Well, I wanted to go over some of the other pieces. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, so it, it has a wave movement... Because the way that you are actually on this ride is you are standing as though you are on a surfboard. It's crazy. Now, I mean, I would say standing on a surfboard, but don't people usually surf like sideways? Uh, usually. So, but you are facing forward. But when you're moving on the coaster, it actually um, like feels like you're surfing the wave. So it has a wave-like movement. So so real quick, what I gather from this image that we're looking at here is, you're, yes, you're technically standing because your feet are on the ground, but it doesn't look like you're like standing standing. It looks like there's a little bit of harness or seat or something in between. Like your legs? In, in between your legs. Yeah. So you're kind of locked in that way around your waist and underneath your butt. But you're definitely a lot more upright than a traditional seated roller coaster. You're basically standing. <laughs> yeah. But the really cool part about that is that the seats, as you saw in the video, actually go up and down. They kind of bounce along, so it kind of feels like you're riding the wave. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. cool. So just to make sure I understand this right, yeah. SeaWorld, since Tron was announced, <laughs> has come out with, not two one, coasters, but two. Icebreaker, yep. right, mm -hmm. and pipeline. pipeline. So 
I mean, there's a reason that SeaWorld calls themselves the coaster capital of Orlando. They have a lot of coasters there. And, and annual passes coasters. are really cheap. And if you get an annual pass, you'll be one of the first people to get to ride Pipeline. So go ahead and do that. Yeah. The other cool thing about SeaWorld is not only do you get the, uh, you get all the roller coasters, you get the amusement park side, you get the shows, and then you also get the zoo slash aquarium side yeah, where you get amazing. to... And all of your money goes towards, uh, you know, taking care of these animals and their counterparts in the wild. So cool. So you can't go wrong with wanting to ride Pipeline as it opens. But they just announced that today. And so I find that really, really exciting. Is that something you're excited about? Oh, my gosh. I am so excited. And Icebreaker is awesome, too. Yeah. For for as little of a footprint as that ride takes up, when you walk by it, it's like, oh, that doesn't look that exciting. It looks kind of yeah. underwhelming. But when you're on it, you get some airtime. It's like they packed. It's fun. Like it, they packed a punch into a small space. Now, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention before we move on from this coaster, because we're pretty excited about this, we love riding new coasters. Uh, is this one also goes upside down? It does look like it goes upside down in the way of a barrel roll or like a corkscrew it doesn't do like a traditional like straight up well, when inversion. you're surfing you don't really like do right. a. it's supposed to almost be like i think it's you're supposed to be like you're riding the rate ra- yeah the wave and exactly. so um and it has 2900 feet of track i don't know what that compares to that's about half the length of guardians of the galaxy okay so, which Guardians is a long ride. It Guardians is. is about a little over a mile of track. Um, 2,900 is a little over half a mile. So, we're looking at, I think 2,600 exactly is is a half a mile. So, you're looking at about five-eighths of a mile. It'll probably be about a minute and a half ride. So, we're looking at uh, a really, really fun new addition to the Orlando coaster community <laughs> down here, uh, starting in spring of 2023 at SeaWorld Orlando. So, Amazing stuff. Awesome. Well, I just am so excited because we have something to talk about at almost every theme park today. But one thing we wanted to mention was a thank you to Kuru Footwear. Yes. Shout out to Kuru. So they had actually reached out to us to uh, send us some shoes. Yeah. And they basically said, you guys are out and about and you are living healthy lives by, you know, staying active and walking around. And they didn't ask us to do anything other than to wear the shoes and hope we like them. Yeah, and, and mentioned, you know, potentially working together in a partnership. But we uh, just wanted to give them a shout out for the the sneakers. And, and they are super comfortable, as you can see on the screen right now. These are the two shoes that we ended up ordering. Um, they are both the Quantum series. I ended up getting the gray and black pair, and Danny got the gray and uh, light blue pair. Yes. And I've worn them several times out in the parks already, and they are super comfy. Yeah, and one thing that we have learned is that when it comes to uh, tennis shoes, you got to have good tennis shoes when you're walking around. Yes. And um, so far, these have been very, like, pillowy. and Very. Th- like, they... They make your feet feel good at the end of the day because I have had shoes that absolutely just like, <laughs> like made me want to lie down and just don't tap wear, out. Don't wear cheap shoes to the park. Don't wear cheap shoes to the don't, park. Don't do that. But again, thank you to Kuru Footwear. Yeah. Um, we will probably be updating you guys with more about yeah. them as we continue to wear their shoes. But again, thank you to them for sending us those very, shoes. We love very, them. Very, very generous of them. The MSRP on their website is about $160 for each pair. So... 
very, very cool of them to send us the shoes. And thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, we hope to uh, at some point maybe bring some of that to you guys. Yeah. So keep an eye out. For show. All right. So like I said, we've got a uh, news from every theme park so this much week. News. So um, we're going to hop on over to Universal Studios. Oh, boy. What are we doing there? So at Universal Studios, uh, they just announced that Mardi Gras, the international flavor of Carnival, is returning in February of 2023 from February the 4th uh, through April 16th, 2023. So exciting. I love Mardi Gras. I'm really hoping, I haven't looked too much into it just yet, but I'm really hoping that after last year, I don't know how successful the new method was, but I'm hoping that they bring the lanyards back. Oh my gosh. So here's the thing. They haven't announced anything in terms of like theme, in terms of any of those things. All we know is the dates and that it is returning in full. Uh, we do hope that the lanyards return because that had us returning over and over again to Mardi Gras. For sure. For sure. Uh, now, when you ask what are the lanyards... What you would do is you would purchase a lanyard that was basically like a punch card. It was just on a lanyard for you to wear around be the a park. Cer a certain price for so many punches, and then annual pass holders got one with extra punches. Right. And so um, I believe there were... Was there, I think it was 10 or 15. Yeah, I, I don't think they had too many options. I think it was just, um, you know, that's what it was. Now, the nice thing about that was you could get anything with those punches. Now... When you divided up the cost, it ended up being a lot cheaper, no almost no matter what you got. However, you could get something that, in theory, was double or triple the price right. and only get one punch off of your card. So in the past, um, we've gotten multiple cards. We've had friends and family who have visited who have used multiple cards. Uh, they didn't have it last year, and it was quite the disappointment. But uh, we did get to do things like enjoy Mardi Gras, the parade. We get to, we got to ride in the parade last year. Um, we got to throw beads at everybody. So uh, we're hoping to ride in the parade again this year. Um, that's something anybody can do, correct? Yes, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. That was so much fun, being able to go up on the floats and throw the beads. Yeah. That was an absolute blast and a, and a really cool pass holder perk, and uh, you can actually sign up early in the morning on a park day to do it as well. Um, strongly, strongly recommend. That was really cool. Now, last year, we actually didn't end up filming a video because it was our first time doing it, and yeah, we kind of wanted to it. take it in. Exactly. And we also weren't quite sure, like how it worked um they are just like any theme park a little bit more strict when it comes to their backstage area so we wanted to make sure that we were respecting all of the boundaries and not you know just kind of feeling it out but we had a blast getting to throw beads at everybody for sure um i had to keep from you know making sure that i was throwing underhand and not just like you know zinging <laughs> them at people because that's like your well, initial like well, it's, it's tough because they were like, you must throw them underhand. Do not like throw them like a baseball. But there was like this giant railing that you had to lean over to throw them. So it was almost yeah. impossible to throw them underhand. So I find myself like kind of like throwing them sideways or sidearm. Um, I know it was probably tough for you because you're a little bit shorter than I am. I was but throwing them like just this. Just like this, yeah. <laughs> they were like, don't 
throw it like that. Throw it like this. Because <laughs> you're trying not to kill people. But there were some times where you would like throw them and like if somebody wasn't looking, you were like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, it landed right on their head. I was trying to do that a couple times. <laughs> and then there were some people who would just wanted like all the beads. Yeah. So, people go nuts for those darn things. I, but nuts. I mean... I just feel like it, it's so much fun. It's just, even though they're not like worth anything. No, they're not. <laughs> they're just so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I'm very excited to see Mardi Gras return. Same. Um, I love the theming. The floats are stunning. And um, the first year, was it the, or maybe the second, was it the first or second year that all the floats were out in the street? Uh, the first year we were down here. Okay, the first year we were down here. We hadn't even gotten to experience it yet. So... We're so excited that this is finally coming back to like the full experience of Mardi Gras. And if you have not experienced this, plan a trip, come visit. You won't regret that you did. It's nothing like anything you can do in Orlando. Right. All right. Now, staying over kind of at Universal Studios, but over at Islands of Adventure, there is something that is available that I didn't know about. And... I think this is going to be such a cool thing to do. And what that is, is the Grinch and Friends character breakfast. I am so excited for now, this. Now, real quick, if you're listening and you're going, I want to eat breakfast or I want to eat with the Grinch and his friends, stop. Go look and make your reservation right now. Do not right now. C- come back to this podcast as, as soon as you've done that. Reason for that is at the time of this recording, November 19th is the only day left. That could change. You never know. But as of right now, as far as we know, this is something that is sold very, very quickly. Now, uh, a little bit about the Grinch and Friends uh, character breakfast. It does start at $42 per person. Yep. Um, You get to meet the Grinch and his Who friends. Um, It is a buffet. As to what it is, we haven't looked into it. We don't really know. That's all right. But, I mean, we're there for you know, a good, you know, spread of breakfast and snacks, whatever it is, especially when you get to meet the Grinch. Yeah. And I know you specifically got to meet the Grinch last year at Universal and you had an absolute blast. You had an amazing video with him, which I believe is on our YouTube page. It is on our YouTube page. Uh, YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go check that video out because the interaction was amazing. And if it's anything like that, while we get to eat breakfast... Heck yes. Yes. So one thing I will say is you'll notice that he is wearing a mask in the video. Um, We are both wearing masks. That was before they dropped the mask mandate inside. Correct. However, it doesn't matter because of how alive the Grinch was. (laughs) Right. So one thing that really threw me with meeting the Grinch is I felt like I was actually meeting the Grinch. Yeah, it didn't Um, feel like somebody in costume. Yeah, and just the interaction was one of the best I've ever had. I personally would like to bring him some, like, something. Okay. I'm thinking an onion wrapped in, like, gift wrap. Sure. But I don't know what else the Grinch likes. What else does does the Grinch like? Um, Trash? Ruining Christmas. Coal? Coal. Like, doesn't he like that kind of stuff? Sure. But you can't bring trash to, like... A character meet and greet. So an onion feels like it would be appropriate. Yeah. I think that would be the best thing for for the Grinch. Yes. But um, again, this is selling out very quickly. Um, we didn't... When did we sign up? Not that long ago, right? Less than a week ago, we signed up. Uh, we're going on November 13th, Sunday, November 13th. So if, if you were going that day, let us know because we will 
hang out with you and we'll see you. Um, but we appreciate uh, you guys checking us out here uh, at a couple of Park Hoppers podcasts. Thank you again to our Patreons who are watching this podcast as well. Anything else to add about the Grinch before we move on? Just that it was one of my favorite character meet it's and greets. And that's so a lot to say because I love character meet and greets. And I can't wait to get to see the Grinch again. Now we go from the Grinch to one of your favorite characters. We finally got an announcement, but not a full announcement yet. That Fantasmic is coming back in November. When? November 1st? No November 15th? November 30th? <laughs> we don't know, and Disney won't tell us. So all we have now is November. But we know it's coming back in 2022 because the app has said that for such a long time. But now it's officially official that Disney announced it. It's coming back in November. Hopefully sooner rather than later. How excited are you about the announcement that Fantasmic is coming back next month? I am so excited when, so I have a couple notifications set up. So when like official reporters report things, um, I might see those. Um, nice. <laughs> and I saw a notification and it said, Fantasmic returns. And I was like, I literally just screamed where I was. <laughs> and then I opened it and I was like, November what? The only reason I'm cautiously optimistic is because the pass that we purchased this year actually has a blackout date, a couple of blackout dates during Thanksgiving week. What a kick in the jimmies that would be if they did it during Thanksgiving week where anyone who didn't have an Incredi pass was blacked out. <laughs> So How terrible would I'm that be? I'm hoping that it's like earlier or the week before or something. But like, I am so afraid of being excited. And then, you know, I can't even say it out loud. Like Thanksgiving week, we can't go because we decided, honestly, last two weeks of December and Thanksgiving week, those are the busy times. You don't want to go anyway. We don't want to go anyway. So we got the, um, the Sorcerer Pass. Uh, the Incredit Pass doesn't have any blackout dates. And like I said, we don't want to be there during those times because everybody else is here. And we live here. We don't have to go there when everybody else is here. So um, I'm very excited. I'm excited to ugly cry in that stadium again. I'm excited to see my favorite character in the world, Steamboat Willie. And uh, I'm excited to see the new scenes. We yes. haven't seen... Like, That's been, what I'm most excited for. It's been so long since we have like heard all of these things i totally forgot there were new scenes until i was thinking about it earlier i was like oh yeah it's not the same show it's going to be a little bit different one thing that i'm really curious about is if they retool the entire soundtrack like they did in disneyland when that was redone because i'm a geek like this I, i'm a huge disney geek where you can definitely hear that the music was re-recorded for the phantasmic out there and there was additional voiceover stuff that was done by Brett Iwan, the current voice of Mickey Mouse, um, where he, Mickey is kind of reacting to things a lot more oh, during yeah. the show. So I'm hoping that maybe that element of it is coming to our Fantasmic as well, because it adds so much where it's like something is happening. And you just hear Mickey go, oh, wow. <laughs> like, I love it. I think it's great. 
just more of that, please. I'm um, I'm excited to see it. Um, <laughs> I was hoping that we might get a new dragon, but I'm not mm-hmm. optimistic about that. We at least upgrade from a Party City to a Walmart dragon or something. Uh, you know, I mean, is Party City to Walmart an upgrade? How sure. About tar- is. How about Target? Fair. A target dragon. I consider Party City on like a Dollar Tree type level. No. Have you ever tried to buy anything from Party City? Yeah, it's expensive. But it just feels, I have the same vibe when I walk in there. When you go to the dollar store, you can get streamers for $1.25 now. Maybe it's because Dollar Tree has the same type of aisles right when you walk in with like all the party stuff and all that cheap party stuff. But if you buy like streamers at Party City, they're going to be like... Seven or eight yeah. ninety nine. Where well, at the uh, Dollar Tree, the Dollar Tree, they're going to be a dollar twenty five. Dollar and a quarter tree. <laughs> dollar and a quarter tree. <laughs> but nobody's going to call it that. No, no. Like no, it's it's always going to be Dollar Tree, even when it goes to four dollars someday because inflation sucks. Um, <laughs> do- it's going to be Dollar Tree when it's four dollars for every item in there. Regardless, we were hoping for a new dragon, and when we say Party City Dragon, what we mean is when you look at the dragon from the side, it looks like it's made of streamers. <laughs> Legit. It just looks like it has streamers hanging down. And uh, we would like if it looks like a solid bodied dragon. Yeah, we not, shall. Not one that could <laughs> melt in the rain. We shall see. Yes, but overall, we're hoping for a good date to be announced for Fantasmic. I'm excited same right here. now. <laughs> same, same here. I'm excited with uh, and cautiously optimistic. So same. stay tuned for that one. All righty. Well... It's almost that time of year again. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party tickets are on sale now. And we have to report that there are a few sold out dates. Fortunately, they are all in November. We got November 8th, 10th, 11th, and 22nd that are currently sold out. But every other date is available, and there are so many days. There are so many in November and so many in December. So just so you guys know, the 8th, 10th, and 11th are all the very first week. The first three. Yes. And then the 22nd is the last day before Thanksgiving. Correct. So if people might be coming for like Thanksgiving week, yep. as you can see, even that party's already sold out. So that's going to be a busy, busy week for people. Exactly. And for the parks. Um, now, the prices do go from 139 to 199 Now, I, what I will say is that unless you've got kids, you will not be getting any more $139 tickets. All the adult tickets remaining range from 149 to 199 Yeah, so all the 139 uh, tickets have been sold out for, for adults. adults. Um, and then the kids' tickets are $10 cheaper than the adults. Now, let's just kind of touch on very briefly uh, why you would want to go to a the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. There are so many things happening at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. First of all, an exclusive fireworks show, which is amazing. So good. Unless they've retooled it, you can watch the fireworks show if you can't make it to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. You can watch that fireworks show on our YouTube page. YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Go subscribe there and give that video a thumbs up. We greatly appreciate that. So Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks are the party exclusive fireworks. They are so amazing. The amazing projections on the castle. The music is just so warm and friendly and family. And, you know, it just feel feel like Vin Diesel should be hosting the show. It's so much family. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But also they use the That was a good one. Um, they uh, they use the song from uh, the Frozen Shorts, oh my God. 
um, when we're together. When we're together, and that like gives pull, me all the feels. All the feels. Uh, what else do we have? We have, as you can hear in the background, the Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade with all your favorite pals as they float by in the Yuletide Parade. So exciting that that is back every single year, minus the Clarabelle Cow section, <laughs> because she's the worst. Bill doesn't like Clarabelle Cow. I just don't like her voice. I just and she she's like acts like Mariah Carey, but sings like Danny. Hey. I didn't say that. Simba, why'd you say that? <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you sing wonderfully. Um, no, but, but what, she, what she acts she, like... What, but what does she sing? She acts like Mariah Carey, and then she's like... <laughs> but what does she... She sings, and then she's like... Scrumptious! Scrumptious! <laughs> oh, God, it's the worst. The worst. And then she's in the freaking stage show, too. Now, we do expect also for this parade to be fully staffed, where last year... Um, we'll it, it was the first parade to be um, to actually return to Walt Disney World, so Correct. it was very special to see. Um, so I'm very excited to see this one again. Me too. Uh, the stage show that I mentioned is Mickey's most merriest celebration, where she sings, where Clarabelle sings uh, like Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, she's the worst, and I already hate that song to begin with. And then Clarabelle Cow starts, now you gotta, starts singing. You got a preview of. How I sing at home. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want a lot for Christmas. That was a Danny impression. <laughs> that was a Danny impression. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are the three exclusive entertainment shows, uh, per se, uh, at the Very Merry Christmas Party. There's also some fun for the youngins. There's Club Tinsel, which takes place at Cosmic Ray Starlight Cafe, where you can dance with reindeers and elves and polar bears. Uh, there's a totally Tomorrowland Christmas where you can dance with your favorite friends from Monsters, Inc. and Lilo and Stitch. Um, and then there's also a Disney Junior Jingle Jam where you can hang out with Vampirina and Fancy Nancy. And Dr. And Mixed Dr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a Disney Junior party. What's her first uh, name? McStuffins. Um, Dr. Martha. Dr. I was going to say Elizabeth. Martha makes her sound like she's 90. <laughs> Martha McStuffins. Martha McStuffins. Just go for the alliteration. Do Dr. Martha McStuffins. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, um, normally you also do get very special meet and greets. Last year, there were no meet and greets. Correct. So we hadn't returned to character meet and greets yet. And so um, in the past, we've had some very special meet and greets. I know that we've met Moana We've met um, the Seven Dwarves yeah, in the past yep. at the Christmas parties. So they generally tend to have character meet and greets that are not available to you Correct. on a normal basis. And just so you know, all the things that we're talking about are also not available to you if you just buy a, like a daily park ticket. Also, Santa! <laughs> oh, yeah, Santa. Good to see Santa at the end of the... Uh, uh, once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. Yes. <laughs> um, festive ambiance. You know, they have the giant Christmas tree at the front of the park right when you walk in. It's so cool. It just goes up in one day when Halloween's suddenly over. Um, all the wreaths and Christmas lights along Main Street. And then it's just, it's so so cool. And you get the snow on Main Street at night. Um, and then, like Danny was saying, character meeting greets. Uh, very, very excited that those are back. Um, for this holiday season. Side note, um, I just have to say that normally I'm anti-Christmas before December 1st, but this year the Backstreet Boys finally came out with their Christmas album and I've been listening to it She's basically every day. 
uh, multiple times a day. And so I'm welcoming Christmas, uh, maybe not with open arms, because I'm not like a, you know, I, I prefer Halloween. Uh, You're just simply having a wonderful Christmas time right now. Yeah, I am. And so this time I'm not like, brr, 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 Christmas, brr, humbug. <laughs> I'm not going to be like that. Um, unless you take me on the Jingle Cruise. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I was just about to mention that. <laughs> uh, some ride layovers, or not layovers, uh, Overlays, overlays, not layovers. <laughs> layovers is when you're stuck in an airport. Yeah, layovers. Those are bad. Those are way worse. Uh, overlays. Um, in Tomorrowland, there, there's Christmas lights and Christmas music all over the Tomorrowland Speedway, which is literally the only time I would ever consider going on that ride. Yeah. Um, the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor show is a little bit more holiday-centric. Right. Um, Space Mountain. How awesome was that last time? So they did a like red and green show. There were like spotlights that spotlights. were like shining on the inside of Space Mountain with like Trans-Siberian Orchestra-esque Christmas music, like yeah. heavy rock Christmas music that made that ride so much fun. And then you couldn't hear how rickety it was. So I it's, know. <laughs> it felt really right. cool. Exactly. Um, the Mad Tea Party, uh, the teacups, has a Christmas overlay. Not a layover. Um, <laughs> lights and music and all that stuff. And then, of course, like Danny said, the Jungle Cruise becomes the Jingle Cruise with the holiday-themed puns. So lots of lots of fun stuff to do at Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. We're very, very excited. We are going on December 6th. Shout yes. out to Danny's mom. Um, they had, could not make it in September because of stupid Hurricane Ian. But they're coming on back down here to Orlando in December. We're very, very excited to see uh, Danny's whole family coming down this time. Um, we're going to get to go experience the very Merry Christmas party with them. So shout out to Danny's mom. We love you. Yeah, we love you so much. Also, um, we were able to just kind of change our... We had paid a difference. Um, well, my mom did because she gifted yeah. us to them. Thank you, mom. The Halloween party <laughs> got canceled, so we had to... Like kind of exchange the ticket out, pay the difference, that kind of thing. Yeah, they let us move it over. Yeah, but we are very excited. Um, It just adds something very, very special to the holidays. So if you are looking at doing it again, like we were talking about, the Grinch um, meet and greet meal, the breakfast buffet. Go book this now. Don't wait. Don't make the same mistakes we have made in the past and wait and then have to choose or change your plans. So go do that right now um, while you're still able to because people are ready to do things for the holidays. Correct. So uh, now speaking of things that people want to do for the holidays, again, they're going to be visiting Disney parks. But there's been a change that has had a little bit of controversy recently. Oh. So people have been a little bit uh, snarky, upset. Peeved. Uh, yeah, peeved. Uh, you know, people love to complain on the internet, <laughs> and they were given another reason to complain. And why was that? Because Genie Plus is going up. The price of Genie Plus, which has been $15 since its initiation, has now become the victim of dynamic pricing. Yes. Which means it is going to be $15 some days, but it's also going to be a lot more some days. So as of this recording, the highest that we know in the month of October that Genie Plus will go is $22. And it has already hit that. I'm not sure when. I believe it was on over a weekend. Now, um, Genie Plus 
can go from $15 to $22, so it still can have that minimum pricing. Um, individual Lightning Lane attractions can also go up to $22. Right. So That's crazy. I, well, I mean, the thing is, you know, some of these rides are very much in high demand. Well, the, the individual Lightning Lane has always been dynamic pricing. Do you remember when we had uh, Eddie and, and all of our friends and Lisa and all of our friends come down here a few weeks ago? Yes. And we got our second ride for Guardians, mm-hmm. which was $14 every time we rode it prior to that. But it right. was it was $18 for that yeah. time because it was a f- fairly decently busy weekend. Right. Um, so that kind of stinks because well, it does add up if you're, if you're buying for more than one person. Right. Well, so Disney has announced that the prices are for the month of October and are subject to change beyond that, which tells me that we are looking to see a fluctuation in like higher than that. And, and again, this hasn't been announced, but that tells me that they're saying, hey, 22 isn't like our maximum. Um it's, it can change according to the day. Right. Now, especially, you know, things like the last two weeks of December, uh, Thanksgiving week, those busy weeks. I mean, I nothing's official, but I would expect to see those prices be higher. Right. What about you? Um, I'm not surprised. I think we knew a while ago that this was going to be subject to price increases like everything else right now. At Walt Disney World. Um, so I'm not surprised. I'm a little bummed that it's happening so soon. Um, it might just be for October, November, December, you know, the holiday seasons at Disney. But who knows? Who now, knows? Would you expect to see the prices go higher? Yes, okay. I would. I would. Now, one thing I was talking to Bill about, and him and I always have discussions back and forth about this, but uh, Genie Plus now has dynamic pricing, which it didn't previously. Right. Uh, Disney is actually the last of the theme parks to decide to lean into the dynamic pricing option. You're right. So just to kind of give you guys an idea, and yes, I am fully aware that every Express, you know, Quick uh, you know, Lightning Lane option does have different, uh, different things that go along with it. So mm-hmm. there's different... Uh, contingencies when you buy it. Right. So, for example, SeaWorld Orlando, you can purchase unlimited quick queue for the day and they start at $15. And again, guys, all these prices are before tax. So tax does get added, but we're not going to worry about that. Uh, Starts at 15 all the way up to $70. Now that can also go up to um, $99.99 with other perks. So like SeaWorld does offer like preferred seating. They offer to be able to ride specific rides. Right. Um, so, but it caps out at about a hundred. Or SeaWorld Orlando actually offers um, a three hundred dollar year long uh, quick, quick unlimited quick queue. Yeah. Now, if you're just visiting, this is a great deal. It is a great deal. But if you're just visiting, you know, if you're staying for like a week and just going to SeaWorld, hey, that's you know that's great. Or if you're local, that's definitely a must, especially if you have a SeaWorld pass. Um, Universal has $120 to $290, and all these prices, guys, are per person per day for their two-park Universal Express Unlimited. Um, So I do understand that people are, like, not happy with the fact that the price is going up, 
My only thing is Disney could have started off a lot higher and they, we would have just paid it. Here's my thing. Disney's, like you were saying, Disney's Fast Pass or Genie Plus is drastically different than the other two. SeaWorld's Quick Queue, if you buy that for the day, you're jumping lines all day long, and that's guaranteed. Universal, if you buy Universal's Express, that's all day long, and you're, you're jumping lines all day long, and that's guaranteed. Disney, however, you're booking return times if they're available. Nothing is guaranteed. As a matter of fact, on their website, it says that you're basically guaranteed two to three rides access to Lightning Lane during the day. They will not guarantee any more than that, or else people would start going to guest relations the second they couldn't get on, you know, their ninth or tenth ride for the day. So Disney keeps the expectations low, and you often exceed them. I've used Genie Plus probably four times now, and I've gone on well more than two to three rides via the Lightning Lane. Um, I don't think that if Disney continues to increase prices on Genie Plus, that makes the the cost per ride that they're advertising go up. And so when we start hitting the 30, the 40, the $50 range for the day for Genie Plus, which will happen, let's be honest, it will happen at some point, we don't know, um, but it will happen. Them guaranteeing two to three rides goes from being four to $5 a ride to now you're looking at 10 to 15 to $20 a ride. And there's very few rides, in my opinion, on Disney property that are worth paying $15 to ride. Well, here, here's the flip side to that. When you're charging, you know, about $300 per person for, per day, let's just say you're at Universal. With tax, you're probably looking at $1,000 for a party of three. Sure, yeah. That's a lot. Um, There's so no debating that. in theory, you are pricing out a lot of people, a lot of the other guests who are there um, on a very busy day. Mm-hmm. Where... You're right. If you're going up higher in price, you are pricing people out. So maybe somebody who is like, oh, for $15 a day, maybe I'll spend $45 for my party of three. But if it turns to 40, then you're looking at $120 per person or per day for your party of three. So that's when people start to make those decisions of, do I really need this? So yeah, you're right, but it 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 is the same thing as the other parks because like even at SeaWorld, they cap out at about seventy dollars. Um, I mean, fifteen to seventy dollars is quite a wide range. Right, but again, this is all subject to availability at Disney, whereas at SeaWorld and Universal, you have the the pass, you go to the quick queue line, right. you go to the express line, and you get in that line no matter what. Yeah. Where at Disney, you've got to be on your phone, making sure, seeing what times are available. If you don't get Slinky Dog at 7.30 in the morning, you're not going to get it, and you're SOL. Um, you don't get uh, Rock and Roller Coaster or Tower Terror early in the day on a busy day. You're not going to get either one at an ideal time. It doesn't guarantee you anything aside from two to three attractions in the lightning lane, but it does not say which ones. So the higher the cost with the low guarantee of premium rides, it becomes less and less worth it. And I think they've got to really look at that before they start drastically increasing prices. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I also feel like it's just like 
it's like anything else. There's no perfect system for this. No, there isn't. Because in theory, you could get Universal Express and go to a ride you really want to go on. And maybe the wait for the regular line is like two and a half hours, but maybe your express wait is 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I understand. So it, so it may not be like quite as, you know, it's, you're not walking on the ride where like with this, there's a minimum amount because let's be real. Yeah. The day that the 40th Epcot merch even oh, dropped, yeah. it was Bedlam. like... People were waiting for literally, what, three hours to get, like, T-shirts. By the time I walked up, it was only, like, they said 45 minutes, but it was, like, 20 or 30 minutes from what I remember. Uh, But what I'm saying is, like, if in theory during those busy times you were just letting people walk on any ride, there would be no point. There's so many more people that, like, rush to these rides. There has to be a different system at Disney than there is for any other theme park. Totally. And I'm, and I'm not saying that Disney should offer the same type of access for that low cost. Right. What I think the only solution to this is, is Genie Plus at $15 is fine. You know, I've used it. It worked out really good. It's really great at Magic Kingdom on slower days. You can get so much done <laughs> with Genie Plus. But the main, the only solution that I can think of that would definitely make it more worth it if you wanted to increase the cost, go from $15 to $30 and then have half the capacity. So you're still making the same money, but half the people have access to Genie Plus that then do right now. Cap it. So say you've got 10000 uh, availabilities for Genie Plus in a given day. I That's not an accurate number. I have no idea what the number actually is. Right. Say you've got 10,000 right now at $15 a person. Okay. What if you doubled it to 30, but then you you decrease that 10,000 down to 5,000? Only 5,000 people can purchase it. Once it's sold out, it's sold out. But you're paying more, but also getting shorter lines and more guaranteed things in return. It just seems like because so many people do want to purchase it, it would also be unfair to people who like, you know, maybe aren't as good as technology at technology. Now you're, you know, it becomes like where the person who knows the system is able to do it. You need to have some availability. Um, I think the I think the better answer and the real answer is you raise the price. Because but at people the, are still going to buy it, right? But right now, that price is still lower than basically any other theme park. Disney has to do some give and take. They can't just take; they have to give. They have to make things more worth it if they're going to charge more money. They have to because they haven't been doing that for a little while. But they have to give back. They have to. See, I thought when Genie Plus was announced, I thought it would start at forty-five dollars. Sure. And it started at fifteen. If see, I'm okay with not getting Slinky Dog because I didn't book it at 7.01 in the morning if I'm paying $15. Mm-hmm. If I'm paying $40, I'm PO'd that I can't get Slinky Dog. Right. I'm PO'd. That's that's the difference right there. They need to give back a little bit if they're going to charge more. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's just like the old FastPass system, though. You had to... But back then, it was even like more convoluted where you were like... Okay, if you're staying on property, you were able to book it early. Sure. But even if you were staying on property, you had to be on at like 6 a.m. on the day that was like multiple days before your first day. Right. And like it was it was like taking like a, 
a class in FastPass. <laughs> yeah. And then it kind of is now too. And then even if you did have that benefit, you didn't get to use it. So it's just I just don't think there's a perfect system. No, there isn't. But, but if they're going to increase price, they need to not over saturate the system still. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think that every time that we've used it, I've had no issues. No. And But we've also been very lucky on slower days where we've used it. We haven't really tried to use it on a busier day. Yeah. So th- here's the thing, guys. This is an ongoing situation. Yeah. This is will be changing in the future. Um, but right now, people are mad about it. But I just, just to play devil's advocate, I want you guys to remember that some theme parks, um, you know, all the other ones in Orlando charge up to hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. per day for a different per product. person for a different product for the same type of service. So I just think it's something good to keep in mind. Of course, they're not all going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And again, there's no perfect system, but the service is there if you want it. And it is still uh, currently under $25 as of the month of October. So we will <laughs> see what happens. Yep, for sure. Yeah. But uh, we're, hitting, that, we're hitting $200 to get into a theme park these days. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Well, the thing is, time is money. And they've realized that for people who want to knock out those rides, sure. th- there's an option. So, <laughs> but uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll be updating you guys as we learn more. And it's a never ending debate. <laughs> it's a never ending debate. <laughs> um, and as things change around here during the holidays. But speaking of the holidays, we have an awesome event that we are so excited to talk about today. And that is Give Kids the World Night of a Million Lights. And that is returning for year three. We had heard a rumor not too long ago that the village was fully reopened and Night of a Million Lights would not be returning to the village for this holiday season. And we were bummed because we went last year and it was one of the most literally as cliche and as corny as it sounds, it literally was one of the most magical nights that I've ever experienced. Yeah. The music, the lights, the people. It felt like you were like transported into a literal winter wonderland. Yes. And just knowing what was happening around you and the situations of the people on the campus, it just had this, like this feeling I can't even describe. Yeah. That you you had like a lump in your throat the whole time, but you also felt warm and fuzzy inside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just to kind of rewind for a second, give kids the world village. Um, this is a uh, organization that has a a village, eighty nine acres, um, that is uh, that houses critically ill children and their families for week long cost free vacations. We have had the privilege to be invited there to show uh, what they do there multiple times. And every time I always say we give more than we get. We're giving our time and I always just feel, my heart always feels so full when we go there. For sure. Um, The volunteers, they are so wonderful. Incredible people. Um, Some people are there weekly. Some people you know, work there full time and they're just so happy and just give it their all. You can tell they have their entire hearts in it. And uh, the families and the kids there, there's so much, I hate to use the word bravery, but those families are facing 
unspeakable things. Mm -hmm. Um, The strength of those families is off the charts. And the joy that they, like, they bring. And when you talk to them, like, how happy they are to be there and just not worry for a little bit about, you know, the battle that them and their child and their family is facing. Um, Really gives them... You know, the motivation, the joy, the happiness to keep going and fight. Yeah. So so before we both start bawling our eyes out here on (laughs) (laughs) Um, we were really, really excited to tell you that Give Kids the World Night of a Million Lights is coming back for a third holiday season. But due to the village being fully operational, which is amazing... And also and also sad at the same time, <laughs> um, but we're so happy that they're back to normal, and you know, kids are more and more kids who are going through troubled times are able to get their escape at Give Kids the World Village. Um, it will not be at the village this year. It will be at Island H two O in Kissimmee. Um, very very exciting stuff that uh, that Night of a Million Lights is transporting to I guess to a new venue, and. Uh, you don't really have to worry too much about disturbing, you know, family time and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So it should be an absolute blast being outside of the village because it can be like that much more loud and intense and just more party atmosphere, if you know what I mean. So just, um, I just did want to mention something. I know we were saying that it was, um, we had heard that it was canceled. They actually did have it on their website for a while that it was canceled. And I think that a lot of people who were like, no, we want to go to Night of a Million Lights. We love you guys. Um, The event is immensely popular. Yes. And um, just so you guys have an idea, um, it features millions of lights. If you guys have ever seen the Osborne family dancing lights, I blanked out for a second. Um, they were actually donated to uh, Give Kids the World to use for this event. So millions of lights, luminous displays, festive family activities, and live entertainment for a one-of-a-kind, fully immersive holiday experience. Nightly entertainment includes performances by dueling pianos Jingle and Jangle and the strolling acapella group Santa's Dancing Reindeer with DJ Jack Frost ice block party leading an interactive holiday hits dance party nightly and tickets are currently on sale at www.gktw.org lights and just so you guys have an idea depending on the day tickets do range from 15 to 20 dollars for kids and then 30 dollars to 40 dollars for adults and of course the proceeds from the event go to give kids a world village directly uh, it's such just such an amazing cause. Absolutely love everything they do. We've gone to so many different events. We recently went to a PJ Masks event at the village. Uh, we were invited out to go check that out. We went to the Balloon Wonderland event, which was incredible. Uh, we went to Night of the Million Lights last year. Uh, we went to DizCon, which unfortunately due to Hurricane Ian was uh, postponed this year until hopefully February or March. Yeah, they, they said February or March. Sometime next year. We believe it was also canceled, not because uh, the weather got better by the time it like came around, right? But they had to have all of the amazing, you know, the guests, the guests, the celebrities, all of those people needed to travel here, and traveling was, you know, Tough. really difficult. So 
I think that's the main reason why. But um, overall, the money goes to fund those week-long cost-free vacations where these kids and their family get things like ice cream for breakfast, all of their food and drinks paid for. They can order a pizza at night and have a pizza delivered straight to their home. And at, a, at the PJ Masks event that we went to recently, we kind of got for lack of a better term, a taste of what that was like. Yeah. We walked in and they were like, you want ice cream? Okay, here you go. You want breakfast? Here you go. You know, it's like, I didn't have to pay for anything. Like, yeah. I wanted to pay for I everything. I wanted to pay for something. Like, I felt bad not paying for it. But they wanted um, us to join for breakfast. Yeah, and so, like, that kind of stuff is available to these families. They go in and they get ice cream and breakfast and events and um, they celebrate holidays and birthdays. So every week... Once a week. Yeah, so every week there's... The holidays that are celebrated, yeah. they pass out presents for the kids. They celebrate, like you said, the birthdays. There's horseback riding. It's amazing. There's swimming. There's like you name it. There's there's rides in at the village. Um, there's a gentleman that we met that was uh, volunteering, and I can't. Was it John? I can't remember his name. I'm so sorry. If you listen to our show, I'm so I sorry. I believe it was John. Uh, but we'll call him John for now because <laughs> that's like the the default name, like John Doe. Um, uh, John delivers pizzas yeah on a bike inside the village not on a bike on a golf cart on a golf cart i'm sorry <laughs> on a golf cart so a family is on their week-long trip and they're hungry and they want pizza amazing like after a park day people like john literally get the pizza from where they cook it at the cafeteria and drive a golf cart and deliver it to their villa and that is just the a couple of the little things that you get to do on property. There's also uh, somebody else that we met that takes care of horseback riding, um, which sounds so cool. Which I would really like you to help the kids get on horseback and walk really with the like horses. To be able to like uh, volunteer my time yeah. to work with horses, like and the kids, like uh, just overall, there's so much good. If you're wondering if this is like Make a Wish, they actually do work with Make a Wish. They do, and a bunch of other charities as well. Yes. Um, however, Give Kids the World is is its own separate entity. It's an 89 acre village, and if you see the little, each family gets its own little house. Mm -hmm. um, we can't say enough good things about them, and uh, we go to as many events as we can. We'll be working future events with them, but again. Night of a Million Lights, do something for you and your family that also does a ton of good and get tickets to this event. If you can't make it, you can go on and make a donation on that website, which is www.gktw.org. If you want to get tickets, it's gktw.org slash lights. Yes. So go support them. We love them. We cannot wait to see Pam and the gang. Uh, Pam is the CEO of Keep Kids of World Village. Um, we cannot wait to see them again come uh, this holiday season and when we finally get to return to A Night of Million Lights at Island H2O. All right, guys. Well, this is going to uh, we're going to come to the end of our episode. We have had so much exciting stuff to talk about and we expect more exciting stuff to be announced in the coming weeks. Um, also, the holidays are coming up. So we're just so excited as 2022 comes to a close. We've got so many big things planned for 2022 going into 2023. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you haven't yet, make sure you pick out your Halloween costume. Yes. And thank you to you, Patreons or patrons, I guess, who are watching us do this show on camera as a behind the scenes peek that you can be a part of if you join at Patreon. 
com slash a couple of park hoppers. Shout out to our patrons, uh, Magic Makers, Anthony DiStefano, Nick Jacoby, and the Causeway Street Podcast, and the Extra Magic Makers, who are uh, the next level up in pricing per month. Uh, shout out to Eddie McCabe, Improv Asylum, the Salone family, and Rachel Sharp. Thank you so much for you you seven folks who are our very, very first patrons. And like I said, when we become huge, we will remember all seven of you because you were the first. And also to show our thanks, we've got lots of benefits that are going to be coming your way. We are, you know, learning what you guys like. We've got so much exciting stuff in the works and you guys get to see everything first. Um, Also, just a reminder that at the end of the month, we are going to be making a drawing at the end of every month. So if you are looking at joining, make sure you get in before the end of the month. If you are already one of our patrons, keep an eye out. We are going to be making sure that we draw for that Mickey popcorn pumpkin bucket yeah, buddy. Uh, at the end of the month. So we are very excited about that. And uh, shout out to our winner of the first contest, the rope drop contest. Your package should be to you very shortly. Yes. So I think that will just about do it. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go ahead and let you go. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you around. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.